3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
0: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go clear to play. We're going to take you inside the tent, get you updated on the latest injuries in the bay. Proud to partner with UCSF Health on this segment and bring in Associate Professor of Orthopedic Surgery, Dr. Narav. Pondia. Doc, the uh, 49ers don't play tonight. I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, Man, yeah. No, it's a tough one for the Bay Area. Yeah, Um, Let's get into some of these injuries. And I actually want to start with Dre Greenlaw. What what are we looking at? What's a realistic thought on when Dre Greenlaw is playing good football again?
4: Yeah, you know, I think putting aside the Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, data and can makers, I mean, you're typically looking at 9 to 12 months in terms of when someone can be effective. Now, could he potentially be back for the first half of the season, you know, that seven, eight month mark and, and beyond the field? Totally a possibility. But in general, if you look at linebackers, um, they're a little bit stronger, a little bit more force going across that Achilles. I would anticipate nine to 10 months before we see him being impactful on the field.
5: Man, so that means that he's basically out for the year next year, wouldn't you say, Doc? I mean, nine months would be November, ten months would be December. Is it even sensible at that point to try to make a go and come back at all
4: next year? Yeah, you know, I think that's a difficult decision. You know, like, do you come back and do you risk, you know, potentially another injury by coming back later half of the year? Or even if he is on one of these accelerated protocols where players come back earlier – um, is it worth to come back at six to seven months and then have an injury somewhere else? So uh, absolutely, I think the next season for him is definitely a question mark. Would I be surprised if he comes back early? I mean, with all the techniques and rehab, it's possible, but um, we just don't have a good track record on players coming back early, particularly at that position.
0: Aaron Rodgers' doctor thinks he'll be ready for training camp, but we'll see. So uh, <laughs> what about uh, what about Eric Armstead um, to find out that he was playing through a torn meniscus everything that we've known about his foot, how does that adjust the way you sort of assess his play?
4: Yeah, it does, you know, make a little bit more sense now. You know, when he was on the injury report, they said he had, quote-unquote, a knee injury and and was dealing with this foot injury. Um, It does make sense that it probably were giving him some more time for that knee inflammation to go down because when you have a meniscus tear, um, it's going to cause irritation and pain, and part of this is just getting the knee a little bit more calmed down. So they can deal with inflammation that builds up over several several games. So, um, the fact that he was looking actually pretty good in those playoff games is pretty remarkable for someone dealing with a meniscus tear at that position. Um, I think the key thing is going to be when is he going to return. You know, if he gets this shaved out, it could be a four to six week recovery, and he's, he's got a full offseason to recover. Um, if you look at it more of the repair, um, it could be four to six months, and then you're talking about is he going into training camp not being able to do a lot of impactful work uh, before the season starts. Does the
5: sport you? play determine a large part about what repair you're going to do because i'm looking at joel Embiid who had the i think he had just the removal even as a basketball player that seems surprising to me are there new techniques now that armstead could go about as a football player that might help his return to play be faster
4: yeah absolutely i think there are a couple things number one is that we've learned that you can really push the rehab after repair um, a lot of those six- to nine-month timelines came from the fact that we just weren't pushing people early on because we were afraid that we would kind of stress the repair. So I think the rehab will allow him to potentially, if he gets the repair, come back potentially a little bit sooner. And then number two, there's a lot of additional things we do at the time of repair, increasing blood flow to the area, kind of more minimally invasive techniques um, that allow him to heal more quickly and then train a little bit better. But the one thing we can change is is the size, you know. For someone like uh, at his position, who's very big, there's a lot of force going across that meniscus, but hopefully these little things at the margins can help him recover a little bit quicker and potentially get back from a repair.
0: Doc Pandia with us on Willard and Dibs, as he is every week. Doc, what would you make of the George Kittle injury? What would you see there when he left the field?
4: Yeah, it's definitely a little bit bizarre. I mean, I've, very rarely do you see a player kind of run to the locker room at a critical part of the game and then come back with look like a you know kind of a bandage under his shoulder. The one thing you worry about was this some sort of shoulder separation or or some sort of uh, you know AC issue where he needed a little bit more support just to help with the pain to be impactful. Um, and he went back out there, but he definitely looked throughout the game. He he looked like he was in pain. He didn't seem like his normal self. So I do wonder was there something else in his upper body that was bothering him in addition to his toe uh, that was impacting his play. Debo Samuel goes down
5: in what seemed to be a really scary situation, turned out to be a bit of a hamstring. Is this something to keep an eye on in the future with Debo seeming to have these soft tissue injuries pretty often?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, he had a relatively good soft tissue season this year. Obviously, he was dealing with a shoulder fracture, but I think that's the nature of Debo. What makes him so beneficial as a player is that he can play the running back position. He plays a wide receiver position, but that's a lot of stress. And he's a, he's a large, you know, large individual who's playing a lot of, uh, at the explosive kind of explosive manner so absolutely i think that's something you always have to worry about with him um but he did have a pretty good season from this standpoint it looked, looked like it was just more of a cramp than a true strain with his hamstring so hopefully he gets a good off season and um, he's back for for next year nice and healthy
0: doc we're going to kick it to next week to get into some of the warrior stuff with gp2 and cp3 and and all of that but a really good super bowl breakdown thank you so much for for everything throughout the football season and uh we look forward to continuing Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, there it is. Doc Pandia, the proceeding, was sponsored by UCSF Health. A fun game we can play. Uh, Ken Esmas Macho, uh, who had more targets this year? Brandon Ayuk or Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers. Man. Who had more targets? Feels like a setup to me
5: that uh, Jacoby Myers had more than Brandon Ayuk. I'll say Myers.
0: Jacoby Myers, 106. Brandon Ayuk, 105. Jeez. Who, who, who had more targets, Brandon Ayuk or Elijah Moore? Of oh, the I think I'm
5: going to say Elijah Mitchell. Cle-
0: Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Brandon Ayuk or Elijah Moore? More, more, more. More, more. I'm going to say Brandon Ayuk had more. Brandon Ayuk, 105. Elijah Moore, 104. Oh. Um, who I'm hot, had Brandy? Kano Macho, who had more targets? Brandon Ayuk or Jake Ferguson? Okay. Dallas tight end Jake Ferguson. Fergalicious.
5: Brandon Ayuk had more than Fergalicious. Brandon
0: Ayuk 105. Come Jake on. Ferguson 102. Stay hot, Diver. Who had more targets? Come on. Brandon Ayuk or Jordan Addison? Vikings receiver Jordan. Addison,
5: man, that uh, that Addison. Shake I'm gonna say Jordan Addison, Addison had Addison. more. Shake um, that thing.
0: Addison had more than IU. Uh, Brandon IU 105. Jordan Addison 108. Stay hot, Diver. Uh, one more. Can he go five for five? No, no, five. It's either. Five. Bet, five. Bet, 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 bet. Call 1-800. Nope. Dip, <laughs> dip, dip, dip. Well, uh, huh? Who who had more targets? Brandon IU. Come on. Or Drake London Falcons. Drake. London.
5: Felt like a lot of B. John Robinson this year. Oh, man. Is London calling? Shout out the Clash. Brandon Ayuk had more. Brandon Ayuk,
0: 105. On. Drake London, 110. Oh, mother father. Oh, gosh. You, you were playing I, I, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. you were playing so well, but you can't win the big can't close. Can't close. You gotta execute better. Call me Kyle Danahan. We're gonna need you to finish better. I can't win the big one, Mark. You like started, Shanahan, you set the table. Yeah, but you can't finish. Beat Green Bay. Four. Yeah. Beat Detroit. No. Or five. But that's what we're uh. talking about. Yes, Grandy. I, like, I got one wrong. You're
5: so happy to pounce. I don't love the young people.
0: <laughs> one more target than Elijah Moore. Do you even know who? How many people? Are like who? Who's Elijah Moore? Every
5: time you threw out a name, I was like,
0: "Who the hell who is are? that?"
5: Like Elijah Drake, Moore. Thank God you're like, oh, so-and-so right. for this team. I'm By like, way. oh, that's right.
0: By the way, that's right. the effectiveness of the Niners' offense. Here's where I'll feel for Brandon, but then also be like, Brandon, shake yourself. Listen to this. This Shake is, it fast. This is crazy. Because, Brandon, do you deserve more targets? I'll go with it, yes. But, Brandon, are you going to produce in different systems? In 105 targets, Brandon Ayuk had... 1,342 yards. With one less target, Elijah Moore had 640 yards. Right. Not half of what Brandon did. 105 targets,
5: right? For 105 Brandon and targets. The team threw a total of 491 passes. So that is basically... That is one-fifth, that's 20%. Mm -hmm. So Brandon Ayuk got 20% of the targets on a team that threw the ball fewer times than any team in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Brandon Ayuk and I'm in a contract year, kind of, I'm looking at it saying, I had my best year, but I play for a guy who doesn't throw the ball. We were a winning team, we were a very good offense, and we threw it fewer times than any team in football. I want out. I want to go somewhere right and get 165 targets and 110 catches. Be
0: careful, man.
5: No, I'm just saying, Mark, and that's that's where the individual and maybe he needs to take I mean, a few days and you know check himself a little bit and re- realize what it is
0: that's your priority. That's what I mean. I mean, when you're if you're an offensive player, <laughs> you beg out a Kyle Shanahan system. I would bet that ninety-five percent of the time your numbers are going down, down.
5: Well, unless you're like Terry McLaurin, and I'm looking at like I'm looking at the teams that throw it the most. Yeah, the Commanders threw it more than any other team in football. Right, and I'm sure Terry
0: McLaurin had hundred and sixty-eight targets, one hundred thirty-two. So twenty-seven more targets than Brandon, over three hundred fewer yards. So, yep. All right, phone calls, Larry Kruger. We keep going.
1: like i told you guys before
5: anytime you lose every decision you make and you make a decision every play throughout that game so uh when you lose you'll go over that stuff um, always um, throughout the entire off season through cut-ups or everything but um you know there was nothing that i thought in the moment that it did wrong
0: it was everything i was proud of that and um, like the thought process behind everything now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You know, they like to call them Diva Receiver. That's what they like to call them. Mm. I don't know about you, Dibs. When I think of a Diva, I think of Larry Kruger.
5: I was thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah. Hi, Larry. What?
2: My guys. Yo. Yo. What's up, you Diva? Man, um, uh, you know, kind of a rough couple days. I you know, I'm like Shanahan, it's like I don't know if I can watch that film yet.
0: Um, are you being driven around by a hired driver again or or what's the situation right now? Paint the picture.
2: I'm actually in uh, Concord, California, getting ready to coach my youth baseball team oh. to uh to a, you know, we have lots and lots and lots of rules to coach out here in Pleasant Hill, by the way. So I've had, you know, you 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 want training, sexual harassment training, done it. Um, CPR training, yeah. done that. Yeah, um, I've done all the trainings, and I think there's about seventeen of them. <laughs> Uh, I've got like six different passwords and codes. Oh and my god, Larry! Yeah. And
5: I don't, I don't want to make this too much about you and I, but to be honest, that is about seventy percent of the reason why I'm no longer coaching. Oh, dude, it's because they, I, I agree. They draw. I mean, it, it's all good. And yes, the the harassment and all of the, the other trainings and, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, it's done. like by the time you get through all the trainings, it's like I don't
0: want to do this anymore. Like, I have four appointments at the county like clerk totally. office right now. Like, what are we doing? um well anyway good luck with that uh larry what about this um did do i have
2: noticed by the way i have noticed a little change in in your guys behavior and i'm really close to you know blowing the whistle on you one of you guys
0: what do you mean what kind of what's the behavioral issue come at me crew well
2: i just i just feel like you guys are you know just a little different than you were last time we spoke and that's one of the telltale signs of uh of something
0: wrong going on at home. Got it. So I may got have to it. investigate. Well, there's plenty going wrong at home. I can My tell God. you all about that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm elbow deep right.
5: in diapers and uh, diaper
0: wipes. No joke. No there joke. you go. See, something's
2: uh, wrong at home. I can tell. I have this sense now, this spidey sense. You say,
5: stop whopping me. I tell her, stop pooping me. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but She's very cute. She's <laughs> yeah, yeah, adorable. Thank you, Larry. It's so gross. Very, very um, didn't like that. All, all right. right. Uh, Larry, um, yes. did you feel like today's proceedings made it more likely that Brandon Ayuk is not on the team next year? Well,
2: he was very emotional at his locker. I don't know if you saw that scene. We we did.
0: Yeah, we saw it. That was crazy.
2: Very emotional. And then that's on the tail, on the heels of his brother putting out stuff that maybe he wants to be in Vegas and maybe he's not going to be here. He said he wants to be here. Uh, as long as everything's, you know, copacetic. And then when he was asked to explain that, he said, well, as long as we're competing for championships and, you know, why wouldn't you be competing for championships? So it's a – and then there's the bigger question, guys, that you guys are all real – you know, you understand the game. Are you going to spend $50 million potentially on two wide receivers on a football team that was 32nd in the league in pass plays I don't know that that makes a lot of sense. So they've already paid Debo. I don't think they can trade him. He's damaged goods at this point. You want to re sign JJ based on his playoffs. And then you got Ayuk or you got to have back. But I don't know if, you know, something may have to give here.
5: And I think that's it, Larry. And Mark and I were just having this discussion during the break. And. We talk a lot about 21 personnel and you do two wide receivers and Jawan Jennings is a guy who can block really well and you could probably get him for a third of the cost of Brandon Ayuk. And we also talked earlier about what Tyreek Hill commanded in terms of a trade and how KC was able to completely reshuffle their roster in one move. It feels more and more like that's going to be the way the Niners go about this.
2: Yeah, I I mean, if you said to most Niner fans, Dibs, Hey, do you want Ayuk back? I mean, you wouldn't even get the question out, and they'd be like, hell yeah, hell yeah, we want him back. So all Niner fans want Ayuk back. I mean, we all know that what he's worth and that he's a really good player. Um, and he's not a diva, he fits our, fits the culture, so on and so forth. But, I mean, how you, you gotta get serious at some point about this offensive line. And, you know, if you want J.C. Latham, who's just a plug-and-play right tackle from Alabama, or a Taliesi Fuaga, who's a beast from Oregon State, those guys are going to be gone around 15. And if the Raiders would give you the 13th pick in the first round uh, for IU in a package, maybe you got to consider it. I mean, I'm just saying, it's how are you going to get better on that offensive line if you keep picking in the 30s and all the top OT, all, all offensive tackles go in the top 20?
0: I mean, just reading what you're saying and the tone you're using, I I mean, if you're running this team, are you trading Brandon Ayuk? It sounds like you're a yes.
2: I mean, i got to get the right deal, Mark. I mean, I don't know that I would – you know, the players – got to remember this. The players are more valuable than the picks because there's a failure rate to the picks. Right. So you can't just trade Buckner for a pick and then take a chance that was Buckner because Buckner was special. So you, you fall behind if you keep trading special players for singular picks. But if I could – you know, let's say it was the Raiders because they have a desperate need at wide receiver. If they would give you the 13th pick and Michael Mayer, I might consider it. Uh, if they would give you a third, second or third-round pick, maybe you threw another player in there. I mean, if you could grow the deal and get a couple of, of uh, you know, picks or players, um, you know, I don't know that I want to trade Brandon Ayuk straight up for the 13th pick in the draft.
5: Yeah, you probably want more than that and looking at what Tyreek Hill got, and I know he's not Tyreek Hill, and he's not quite to that level, but they got five picks back in that trade. But when you're looking at the shortcomings, Larry, from the Super Bowl, where do you pinpoint it? Is it as easy as Mahomes was just too good? Or do you look at areas where the Niners clearly needed to be better?
2: Well, you know, it sounds like such sour grapes to not not credit your opponent, especially when your opponent is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, two guys that are going to be in Canton, right? I mean, it doesn't it it come across as kind of sour grapes to not credit them? But, man, the 49ers... And they were so close, and, you know, there's so many so many different points that you could argue or, or you know, point out where it could have gone in their direction. I don't know. I, I fight this every time they fall short in a big game. It's like balancing giving your opponent credit with also not letting your team off the hook. as just like, oh, well, you know, I mean, at, at some point, they're going to have to actually win one of these big games.
0: Larry, you think Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator next year? I don't. Now I know Shanahan
2: said he thought all the coaches would be back, but then when he was asked further about Wilkes, he seemed to kind of say, "Hey, this is going to be a discussion for a future day." So I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it seems like one they butted heads. Two, he publicly kind of outed him after the Jordan Addison zero coverage play late second quarter against the Vikings. That couldn't have sat well with them uh, then you look at you know the football coaching card of Steve Wilkes and there's like twenty two stops in like you know or twenty stops in like twenty three years or something like that so he moves around a lot so I mean I, I, I you know yet they don't get any compensation for him unless he stays one more year, but I don't think that will be the determining factor necessarily so i my guess is that he's moves that'll be my guess.
5: Yeah, I was in the same uh the same mindset. I'm going to need you to explain your idea for backup quarterback Larry because uh I almost had him come to your house and do a wellness check because you're advocating <laughs> oh, you're goodness. advocating just whom to come in and pressure Brock Purdy? Please explain.
2: No, I'm just saying that, you know, Darnold's gone. Yeah. There's no doubt. And then the question is, I think Brandon Allen's coming back. And I talked to Brandon during the Super Bowl, and he, he's eager to come back. So um, he's going to be back. But he's, is he a three, or are you going to get a rookie to be the three? Um, I, I, I think they'll probably look for a young player who, either in the draft or a young veteran who's you know, failed somewhere else and wants to be here the same way Darnold and Allen kind of wanted to be in the Shanahan system. And I suggested Zach Wilson, okay. but I know I know there's a lot of people that are anti-Zach Wilson. But I could be, you know, that's just, that's just an example of the kind of player that I'm talking about. A young veteran player who has talent that once upon a time people thought was going to be really good. I mean, Steve Young and I both are of the belief, because we talked about it, that Kyle really likes Zach Wilson. And that Zach Wilson, I know, would love to be a 49er. And I know Niner fans read that or hear me say that and go, dude, you're high, you're crazy, you're nuts, this and that. But, um, you know, it's all about who can you get. And a guy like Zach Wilson was looking for a reset. I'm sure he'd love to be in in Shanahan's stable.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's the whole like he sucks part, but if we can get past uh, yeah, that, well,
2: Yeah, you move past that, Mark. right? Get over that. No,
0: I mean, come on, Larry sucks.
2: Well, I mean, you know, the, there there have been other guys who sucked and then didn't suck.
0: Name uh, one who sucked this bad and then didn't suck.
2: Oh my God, Vinny Testaverdi How didn't, terrible he was. He
0: didn't. Oh, here you want to hear? He looked look like, like Zach Wilson.
2: I'll give you another one. All right, Steve freaking Young. You oh, never looked boy. like
0: Zach Wilson. Larry, go look at the numbers, Mark. He was the terrible. Dude, the at dude Tampa. got drafted, and he was immediately in the news for doing things with other players' moms or something like. Like, what are we talking about? He's a disaster. No, nah, well, he did
2: make some terrible mistakes, and that's not one of them. The mistake that he really made was basically just not owning his failure to the New York media and letting him filibuster on him for, you know, a month or whatever. I mean, that was a mistake. I mean, any time your teammates are I'm not saying he's – an like, it's like I'm on some pilgrimage to get Zach Wilson. Mm. I'd be happy with any number of, uh, of failed guys. You want Davis um, – what's his name? The backup to – Davis and Davis Mills, yeah, Davis Mills might be interesting. I love it when um, we
0: when we're going after people who you refer to as what's his name. Like that's exa- <laughs> oh, hey, what's his name. let, let me. Ask, why is Darnold definitely gone? He's done what to earn what? So no one's going to make him their starter.
2: Well, because he came here this year with the idea that he was going to play, and he has not. He did not play, and now he in played. this year when he did not play, week
0: seventeen. You know,
2: um, yeah, but I mean, he basically didn't play. And so I think I just think that you know Brock kind of established himself this year and um I don't think it looks like Sam's going to play anytime in the near future. How I did think it? Sam might get a better offer?
5: Yeah. Yeah, you pump fake me there. That's on me. I <laughs> false started like uh Trent Williams. Stop uh, pumping me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how desperate are they now for uh, linebacking help with Dre Greenlaw looking at nine months with the Achilles and Orrin Burks is unrestricted and so is Flanagan Fowles?
2: I mean, they're not desperate because they got these two really good young linebackers named Jalen Graham and Dee Winters. It would have been nice to actually see these guys out there. I'll, I'll make a prediction this year uh, for next year. There's going to be a game where Jalen Graham has over 10 tackles and people are going to say, well, why didn't Jalen Graham play it all last year? You know, so Jalen Graham's a really good player. Just well, why know, didn't he reason. play it all this year? It's a great question. I mean, they just basically redshirted him, um, and I think it was a bad decision. I think if they had played him a little bit, they could have um, they could have had a healthy Dre Greenlaw in the Super Bowl. Instead, they played Dre, they they rode Dre Greenlaw until the wheels fell off and then didn't have him for the super bowl.
0: Larry was oh, not a, it was not a great question cuz it was a hypothetical.
2: It was Larry's
5: question yeah. and it was a great it question. It was a
0: hypothetical. And, and yeah, you're complimenting yourself.
2: <laughs> I'll take the credit. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I yeah, I've been known to do that.
0: <laughs> Scoreboard, I'll take it. <laughs> um, hey man, what would you would you think overall of for instance, uh, third down, Chris Jones comes flying through uh, Jawan Jennings is open. Brock can't really get it to him or doesn't overthrows him. Ayuk's got the end zone to himself. Spencer Burford went the wrong way. Play like that in a moment like that. Where does your head go as far as what went wrong and the blame?
2: No, I mean it just makes my makes my stomach turn. I mean, I'm seriously. I mean, you're you've allowed this one player to just be the world's greatest defensive player and beat you every single time. I mean, how do you... I don't care what the protection is. You, you're going to leave Chris Jones with a free run at Brock Purdy in the biggest play of the game in the red zone? I mean, God. I mean, Spencer Burford. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it's like... You're going to combo block somebody with with Brendel and let Chris Jones run free? I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's why Burford probably just didn't ascend uh, the way we wanted him to this year. He just, he regressed. He had a good rookie year. Uh, he was, he you know, a fourth-round pick. He played way more than most fourth-round picks. Um, but that was just inexcusable. And then Feliciano, sadly, you know, went to the aid of McKivitts and kind of covered him. And then Burford jumps in on Twitter. Really? And is like... Bro, I mean, now he's got a. Now uh, he looks like an idiot. Uh, You know, Feliciano looks like a bad teammate, and it's just. And he's now apologizing. What a mess! What a freaking mess! I mean, uh, bottom line is they need real offensive line help. They need a real injection, not 15-year vets, not day three picks. They need to invest real draft capital, round ones and twos and threes, in two or three really good offensive linemen, and build this thing up. Yeah, their O line is just not good. And
5: especially with uh, Trent Williams now down to the last couple of years in his career, you need to find the successor in that left tackle spot. Larry, what'd you make of the the overtime decision by Kyle Shanahan to take the ball as opposed to deferring? in uh, in hopes of getting that third possession that never happened,
2: I mean, I love Kyle Shanahan. I'm not one of these guys that oh, you know, fire Kyle Shanahan and everything's Shanahan's fault and blah 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 blah. I think he's a really good coach. I think they're fortunate to have him. He, that's a major gaffe. and I don't you know this whole we wanted third no, you didn't no you didn't you wanted second. you wanted second you can't you you can't play for the third possession in overtime. I mean that's that's I I just don't believe I think that's a cover all. We talked to our analytics people, and then Juice said, "Hey, we didn't know anything about it. We didn't know the rules." And then today he came back and, well, no, wait a second. Did I say yesterday we didn't know the rules? Today we did know the rules, and we did talk about it. And Armstead said, "Hey, we had no idea until we looked at the scoreboard what the rules were." Um, so I I hate to say it, but if you ask me what I think happened there, I think the Niners felt like if they if they'd taken the ball and scored a touchdown, that they would have won. And I think they probably would have reacted like they won, which would have been embarrassing too. So um, I don't think, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure Schneider, the special teams coach, knew the rule. Purdy uh, was very convincing in the locker room when he said that Brian Greasy went over the overtime rules in the playoffs and, the, you know, how it's different than the regular season. So he claims that he was in the know. But I guarantee you there was – Thirty-five to forty guys on that team that would have thought that if you had asked them on the sideline, you know, hey, if we score a touchdown here, is the game over? They would say, hell yeah. So, and that wasn't the rule. So, in that situation, you want the ball second, not first, not third, second.
0: Just so a, just want, admit, just admit that if the Niners had gone uh, had deferred, and the Chiefs had scored. And then the Niners had scored, and then the Chiefs got the ball and only needed a field goal. Just confirm you'd rip Kyle Shanahan?
2: No, I, I, first of all, I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. First of all, uh, I wasn't going to rip Kyle Shanahan, regardless, because you're talking about a dynasty. You're talking about Mahomes and Reed, and a. I don't care what the odds makers said. The Chiefs are. A, formidable opponent they're they're the they're the team and he's the quarterback of this era you got the feeling that like he's the protagonist in the story and everybody else is a sub sub player you know it's, so no i was not going to rip shanahan on that um that's that's not my that wasn't my in my in my game plan
0: uh larry Kruger with us on willard and dibs uh larry we're going to let you go but not before you scream for 17 seconds about jorge soler yes
2: I am so finally excited that Farhan has decided to get off the ground and actually add a player that somebody has heard of. And I love it. I love it. I think Solaire's going to hit 30 bombs. I think he can play a little right. He can DH. He makes them watchable in a lot of ways. I love that move. I love the Amir Garrett move. It's so funny because Franny ripped me last year when I suggested uh, you know, hey, Amir Garrett, the Giants like Amir Garrett, and they should go get him. And he's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, oh, the worst move of all time, you know, one of these Twitter battles. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know what? Looks like uh, Krugie Krug might have got one right.
0: Krugy oh, Krug, go. there Krug, it is. Krug,
2: doggy dog. Oh, is, oh, oh, only, thank you.
0: only Larry could rip the 49ers <laughs> for getting into a Twitter feud <laughs> and then explain <laughs> about how he once got into a Twitter feud. All right, Larry, yeah. uh, great yeah. to have you. Uh, say hi to your driver. Hey, Little League,
2: I uh, passed all the protocols. I've got my badge. Um, I'm ready to coach.
0: Do you nice. have Do you have your standard-issue baseball pants that you have to wear as a coach?
2: No, I'm going to pretend I'm Connie
5: Mack. I'm going to wear a suit. All right. I'm going to wear a suit. Have you been trained on how to operate an AED, Larry? That's the big question. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to you
2: off the air. It's (laughs) it's the artificial electronic defibrillator. Which I just want to say right now, if I ever go to any of these games and I see anybody that looks like Dan Dibley hanging around the snack shack, um, I'm calling the authorities. Lock him up. Lock, I'll, in, be lock, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there with right. shin guards and lock, a mask in, on, up.
5: squeezing your pitcher on everything close to the corner.
2: You probably would.
0: Oh, yeah, no, he, he, he definitely. would. After this conversation, I'm definitely getting assigned to he, your little he, league. He teed up a ten year old over the weekend, Larry. He teed him Did up? He? Yes. True story. <laughs> this kid had it coming to him. <laughs> Disrespect. You know, me. sometimes some. You know,
2: there was a kid one time. I, I was umpiring a game. I was in the sixth grade. I was umpiring. A, no, maybe I was in the eighth grade. I was umpiring like a fourth grade game, and a kid got hit one out of Crocker Amazon, and now they had a little fence in front. But anyway, um, he gets to second base. Gibbs. He picks up his helmet and he hurls it into the outfield. No, no. Yes, I called him out. Yeah. Absolutely, he, that's automatic. He went bananas.
0: His parents went bananas. You can't call him I out. Mean, you could throw him out. but He's not out. Oh, he's out. Yeah, You can't no, do that. You, guys you are so out. wrong. You cannot
5: remove your helmet as a – and this is Little League. You cannot remove your helmet when you were on the base pass intentionally. You're out. How do you know it was intentional? Because he hurled
0: they're, it they're, in the outfield. Big gust of wind. Big, <laughs> big gust, gust, gust of wind. Win. All right, Larry, we All have right, to go. Larry.
2: Hey, you guys are the best,
0: man! All right, Larry, Get kicking butt
2: and taking names. Yeah, that's how right we on, roll, Larry. brother. Yeah, you guys right. are on
0: top. Okay, you
2: guys are on top, looking down at everybody else. Yeah. Better go, better
0: go win that game tonight, or don't call back.
2: <laughs> hey, I'll be filling in Friday, so me and Guru, I think, or
0: me and Steiny. You don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, All right, we'll 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 see you maybe. Maybe. Oh, is is there a song? Is there a song about C-Maybe? No, no, that's Call Me Maybe. Uh, Larry, time to go. Also,
4: while we're talking schedule stuff, next Monday, while you two jabronis are off, it'll be Mark Grandy and Larry filling in.
0: Whoa!
4: You're welcome.
2: The Grandy man can.
0: You tried to make me feel bad about that, Mm -hmm. but boy, I don't. (laughs) I don't at all. And Grandy
2: may be wearing a Lou Gehrig jersey, so just No,
0: Nope, nope. He already said he's wearing a Jorge Soler jersey.
2: Oh, there
0: you go. Or in a uh, Miri, or a Miri Garrett somewhere. jersey, whoever the hell that is. All right, thanks, Larry. Later. All right, bye. There he goes. There goes. Larry Kruger, goes who got Larry his Kruger. Giants, he got his Giants mojo back. Yeah, yeah and you got did.
5: your mojo back too. Oh, I'm yeah, happy. Come on. You texted the group thread about uh, or Grandy ten it, 1030, thirty. At night? Yeah, yeah.
0: Sluss broke it. What was she doing? Did you see Bags came in? And he's like, I'd love to try to confirm this, but it's too late. Yeah. It's too late at night. He's like, but Slusser's very trustable, so leave it. So, so Under later. the cover of darkness, yeah. Farhan? Je- Jeff- Act like you care about PR a Jeff little bit. Jeff comes in the next day. Yeah, Farhan. Yeah. Three years, $42 million. Susan Slusser first. Good. Nice job, Sluss. Yeah. Get him.
5: A little 10-30 Sluss. Get him.
0: Uh, slush bomb. Slush bomb. <laughs> all right, we're presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Look at all these people. Let's talk to these people, and then Steve Kerr is going to come on. Michael, Tom, Dustin, Trey, OG, Idris. We're coming. Willard and Dibbs. Trade
6: him!
0: Dub Nation, it's Draymond Green. My head coach, Steve Kerr, joins Willard and Diggs today, right here on five seven again. Yeah, he does, in 11 minutes. And maybe we'll ask him about the comments that just came out on Draymond's recent podcast, where he says that Yusef Nurkic and Kevin Durant, both of them, are whack mm. for questioning another man's character. But it's tough, too, because... In public.
5: Well, and this is, uh, you know, the things that Draymond is being challenged by are... Off court, and you know they're personal, and so when you question that part of it, yeah, it's a little bit whack. But the other side of it is, you're Draymond Green, and you've been very vocal and you've been very abrasive, so people are going to come for you.
0: Yep. Uh, at the same time, uh, those who you know looked at this situation back when Draymond was coming back, and they're like, you know, real skeptical about how it was going to go. It's gone pretty damn good it has gone pretty darn good. Yeah, he's he's done it. He's done it right, and the team is magically playing better basketball. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot to do with it. So, um, Steve Kerr, ten minutes. Let's get to as many phone calls as we can, though, on all the Niners stuff. Steve Wilks' future, Brandon Ayuk's future. Those of you just joining should hear this from John Lynch about Brandon Ayuk.
1: Yeah, you have to prioritize all these things. You know, Brandon's entering his fifth year option. Brandon's been a fantastic player for us. Uh, Kyle calls him a warrior all the time because of the way he goes out and competes. And I, I and mean, that shines through anybody who, whether you're a trained eye or whether you're a fan, you can see the passion he plays with. You can see the production that he's had. Uh, we're extremely. Prideful in what he's become, and and he should be as well. And so, your team is comprised of guys, you know, veterans who've been paid very well, of guys who want to play, be played very well. We got one guy on our team who's pretty prominent who can't be played very, you know, real well right now because the the CBA doesn't allow. So it's all one big puzzle. Uh, we've developed a good cadence over the years, Kyle and I, where he focuses on the season, we we do all the planning, and then we present things to him, and we work through it, and that's what we'll continue continue to do but of course you want a guy like Brandon Ayuk to be a part of you going forward.
0: Uh, Not the firmest uh, backing of the idea of bringing him back that I've ever heard and add in Brandon Ayuk Uh, putting cryptic stuff on social media, his brother saying we're out, his girl saying we may never never be back at Levi Stadium. Combine that with Brandon himself uh, crying in front of his locker for well over a minute today, barely able to put the words together in terms of what this team meant to him. Um, I don't think any of us are crazy for reading tea leaves and feeling like there's a decent chance of a divorce here.
5: Yeah, it makes you wonder what the future will hold for a player who is going to be paid a lot of money and you already have a wide receiver who's making a lot of money, and if you look at how much room they have under the cap, it's not much. So if you do sign Brandon Ayuk, it's going to come at the expense of other players, and perhaps restructuring, and all the rest of it, and all this with an eye toward the future, when your quarterback, Brock Purdy, assuming that you want him to still be your quarterback after the next two seasons, and I think that they will, well, he's going to command a large portion of that same salary cap, so... The decision today is not only about today, it's about the future. This year, two years, three years from now, can you bring back Jawan Jennings and have him do a lot of the things that Iuk did at a third of the price? That's the question you have to ask.
0: Uh, Steve Kerr in eight minutes. Idris in Hayward. Hi, Idris. What's up? Young Willard and Dibs? Hey, what's
7: going on, fellas? So, you know what? I finally uh, watched the game, it, to be honest, I'll, I'll complete 180. This this wasn't really on Kyle Shanahan. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, but not the way we're making it seem. This game came down to taking advantage of mistakes and playing discipline ball. You can't, like, those false starts that we had, like I was criticizing the second half running the ball, but I went back and watched it. We were getting penalties. Yep. So when you're second and long and third and long, you can't really run the ball against that style defense. So, I mean, you look at the Patriots team, one thing other than Tom Brady, you always notice. They don't really make mistakes. They wait for you to make mistakes. We made the mop spot. Guess what? They got the only touchdown in the regular game that 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 made the difference. We missed that extra point. We gave them a chance. So I feel bright about our future because I know Brock is going to be fine. And you learn from, okay, you really got to bring your A game to have a chance of even winning. And as far as Steve Wilkes, I just don't think it's a good fit. I think we can get way more out of our defense, but I like that our defense played suspect because it let us see other weaknesses on the team and other greatness like Brock Purdy. And at first, I, you, I love him, but the truth is three three we, don't, we can move forward without him doing what he did. But Debo gets hurt, so that's the tricky thing. God bless you guys, man. Take care. Okay, Idris. Thanks, thanks. Idris. Yeah,
0: I mean, he makes a lot of sense. Look. Uh, Patrick Mahomes lost his receivers. They keep winning Super Bowls. Tom Brady for years, never even had receivers you'd heard of. They win all the Super Bowls. Uh, There's been an uptick in recent years in the feeling about importance of wide receivers, and I get it. Part of it is because the game keeps slanting more and more toward the passing game. Fantasy world loves it. All of that good stuff. I'm not anti-receiver, but 50 million, and I've said all year, I thought there's room for Debo and Brandon. And, and I'm not going to change my opinion. I hope he stays. But I'll acknowledge that $50 million bucks for two receivers, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And especially if there is behind-the-scenes ball squawking going on, which I don't know, but it certainly feels like it today.
5: Even if there's not ball squawking, you were 32nd in pass attempts this year, and I just looked last year, you were tied for 26th in football in pass attempts. So, like it or hate it, Kyle Shanahan does not throw the ball a lot. And we can say it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo, and now you have a quarterback. Well, you got a quarterback this year, and you threw it less than you did last year. I believe, and I've said this for years, ever since Kyle Shanahan got the job, I believe that Kyle Shanahan prefers to run it more than he prefers to throw it, which is why you use a fullback. You have the highest paid fullback in football. You have maybe the best blocking and receiving tight end hybrid in football. You want your wide receivers to be blockers. You like to run the football. So if you're a wide receiver in this system, it's going to be tough for you to get those really big monster numbers. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, do you really want to value two wide receivers who are making top-of-the-market money? I personally don't think so.
0: Uh, Brock Purdy threw 444 pass attempts this year. Uh, the year that Matt Ryan was uh, the MVP, Kyle Shanahan offensive coordinator, uh, 534, almost 100 more pass attempts.
5: In one fewer game, I believe. Uh, Unless Matt Ryan, he,
0: he might have only played 15 games No, he year. played 16, and and Brock this year only played 16. Okay. So, yeah, 16-16. Um, so... Anyway, Different I mean, just, yes, but the point is, is can Kyle Shanahan be someone who's not so focused on the run? I do think he can be that. I don't think he wanted to be that with Jimmy, and I don't think he was like focused on being that again this year, partially because Christian McCaffrey, but partially because he didn't know until seemingly July or August, they weren't even 100% sure Brock right. was going to be their starting QB to start the year. So, and I would also I argue
5: that that Atlanta situation, he was not making the final call. He was the coordinator. So also, true. also true. I'm not sure if he was the one you know, with the overarching philosophy. I see what his father did and how much he loved to run it. And I look at this year, they were one of only three teams to run it more than they threw it. And they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you can't look at it and say, this is a failed philosophy. Definitely. It works.
0: That's, thank you. And I know that's so hard. For people to hear, that was the whole comment that made me duck yesterday. I'm like, I get you. Throw the ball, throw the ball. I at need me. to get it in here, Lucas. But, but the, for me, this is the way I'd phrase it. And you can all answer this. Do you think if we all agree that the 49ers weren't good enough Sunday, does that mean they aren't good enough? And I would say no. It does not mean that they're not good enough. One play here or there changes the outcome of this game. You can't tell me that what the Niners did was some sort of conceptual failure. You can't. It was an execution failure. They didn't win. I'm not here with cupcakes. No Capri Suns. But you can't tell me that the concept right. is right. a failure when you're in overtime of the Super Bowl.
5: Two of the three teams that ran it more than they threw it were among the last four teams playing football. There you go. The other team is the Chicago Bears and they run it more than they pass it because their passer, they would rather not have passed the ball.
0: Well, and he missed a healthy portion of the year, too. Right. By the end of the year, I think they did like him throwing the ball. It was Baltimore, the Niners, and the Bears. The two one seeds. Correct.
5: Yeah. So if you don't like the philosophy, then you're going to have to wait until Kyle Shanahan's no longer the coach because he loves the fullback. He loves the two wide receivers. And so I get it if Brandon Ayuk is frustrated because you're not ever – Gonna be Tyreek Hill on this
0: offense. Well, everybody's frustrated right now. The fans are still frustrated. I'm yeah. still deal I mean, my sister texted me last night with a wellness check. And I think she just wanted to text because she wanted to get it off of her chest. Right. What she was still feeling. She's like, today shocked. You know, like I cause she couldn't focus, but I mean, like, this is really hard for people. I get it. Um, Trey and Vallejo. Hey Trey, what you doing? <laughs>
8: Oh, man, i just working out right now. I just want to touch on a few things. Um, the last part before we touch on one of the things I want to hit on, I'm going to make it brief as I can. I know Brandon Ayuk wants his money, and you should. When you're in the NFL, you should get your money because I think as fans, some of us get to realize these guys is always one play away from being hurt, and we did that on Super Bowl Sunday with Greenwell. Greenwell, I mean. The second thing is, too, I don't think – Kyle Shanahan is a good coach under pressure. And I'm, I'm going to say this as best I possibly can. It seems like when the game gets like under five minutes and it's a close game, he's playing checkers while the other coach is playing chess. I felt like this when the game was 16-16 right before winning the overtime. I felt like when they ran the ball down to it, when they ran the clock down to it under two minutes and got the two-minute warnings. I said to myself, do not pass the ball. Don't pass the ball. Do not, do not pass the ball. If you think you want to keep that clock
0: rolling. All right. Uh, appreciate it, Trey. Uh, we got to move on because uh, our guy is here. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HC1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube powered by First NorCal Credit Union. This episode
3: is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.